to another episode of Rediscovering Your Passion and Purpose with Patty. And as you're finding out, I am Patty Stulen, and I am the Chief Pathfinder of Pathways with Patty. And I am once again super excited to have a very special guest on our episode today. And our guest is Tammy Rader. Welcome, Tammy. How are you? Hi, Patty. Thank you for having me. I am phenomenal today. Excellent. Excellent. Well, <laughs> Everybody out there listening, let me tell you just a little bit uh, about Tammy because there's so much that you're going to learn today. So I'm just going to give you a little snapshot and then she's going to be filling you in on the rest of it. But uh, Tammy, she is the contributing and two-time uh, international best-selling author in the Cinderella Monologues book and Live Life in Wow, Nuggets of Wonder, Openness, and Wisdom. She is also a cancer survivor and mentor focused on guiding those with cancer through and beyond their journey, having been diagnosed just 39 days apart with both breast cancer and rectal cancer. Tammy is now a thriver who finds resilience with the help of humor, practicing mindset and having gratitude. Once again, Tammy, it is wonderful having you here, and I am glad to hear that you are phenomenal because you're making my, my day phenomenal just anytime I get to meet with you. So um, let's start out with how did your journey in discovering beautiful beyond your diagnosis, how did that all come about? It's... Uh... Sometimes it's like I need to take a breath when I think about it all. Um, I found a lump, actually. I started with one day I was brushing my hair after having a shower. I used to have long black hair and uh, I was just brushing my hair. And, you know, something you're brushing and just the way that my hand went over my chest, I felt something really different, really odd. And I thought, okay, so I did a you know, you get in the mirror, you do a self-exam and I found a rather large lump. And I thought, no, no one in my family has breast cancer. No one, there's no women in my family that have this. So why would I be concerned about it? I'm working too hard. I'm, you know, overusing my arm, like all these things come into play that you just don't want to right. think of the negative aspects of things. So I let it go for a whole week. And then I checked again the next weekend and sure enough, it was still there. So after all the multiple tests and everything that you have to go through, I got the phone call in February to say that I had breast cancer. Wow. So yeah, that wasn't a really nice phone call. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 it's probably one that everybody uh, dreads ever having to receive a phone call like that. Yeah. Well, it's in the back of your mind. And, you know, after having all the tests and everything, you're thinking, okay, today's the day I'm going to get the phone call and everything's going to be fine. Today's the day. And then it goes and goes. And then all of a sudden the phone rings and then you see the doctor's office on the, on the front of your phone. And then 
I don't know. It was just, my heart just sank as soon as I saw that. Like I, you know, the feelings that you get when you think, okay, everything's going to be great and fine and hunky dory. And then it turns out that it's not. So, yeah. yeah. So we went or we found out I had breast cancer and then literally within three weeks, I was having my first mastectomy. I say first because there's a whole story to that too. <laughs> wow. um, and yeah. And then a few weeks later, actually just two weeks from my mastectomy, exactly. And 39 days from the phone call that I got to say I had breast cancer, they told me I had rectal cancer. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I will, if I may just back up for a second here, because when I was 16, I was diagnosed with IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome and endometriosis. So during the course from 16 until in my forties, I've had multiple surgeries on my, my abdomen, my stomach for the endometriosis, laseroscopies, laparoscopies. Um, I'll throw my appendix in there because it came out too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I ended up having a hysterectomy because the endometriosis just wouldn't give up. It just kept coming back full force and I ended up having a hysterectomy in 2004. And then it just, the IBS continued. Lots of things happened in my life. I had two bad car accidents. One was really bad in 2017, but it just, things just weren't normal, I guess uh -huh. I, whatever our normal is, my normal wasn't normal. And so going to the bathroom, having issues, um, there were things in the, if I may, there were things in the toilet that shouldn't probably been there. <laughs> That's kind of a clue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's something that you, you so, want that kind of a clue. No. So I made a phone call with the doctor in 2019 and said, okay, like something's going on. Something's not right. And, and here, I just want to say, I knew that something wasn't right. I felt it. I saw it in the toilet and I, you literally have to advocate for yourself. It doesn't matter what it is. Like if you're just not feeling right, don't take no for an answer you know, right, keep asking, right. keep, you know, so I went in and I, cause you're your best advocate. That's right. A hundred percent. So I went in to the doctor and, and sure enough, she said, okay, let's, after a little bit of talking, she said, let's book you for a colonoscopy. Said, okay, great. Everything's going to get left after. And that appointment was for April of 2020. And we all know what happened to the world in 2020. Oh, joy of joys. <laughs> joy of joys. Total joy. So that appointment never came. And it was pushed back a few times during 2020. And then in 2021, January, I found the lump. February, I was told I had breast cancer. March, I had my mastectomy. And then my appointment for my colonoscopy came in April of... 2021. And that's when I was told that I had rectal cancer. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure already because of having the first mastectomy, I mean, we all know that any type of surgery that you have, it takes a while for your body to work out the medications from that. So you know that physically, spiritually, mentally, you're all, you're still not on your normal game, so to speak. 
So no. 39 days later to get this devastating diagnosis once again, I mean, it must have been like a major in the chest. I mean, how do you even process that when you know already you're still not physically well from what you've just gone through? No, it was like a massive gut punch. Like just, yeah. it just, it, it felt like it broke my heart in two. Like, okay, I was sort of starting to come to terms with the, the breast cancer, you know, trying to figure out how I was going to, you know, live the rest of my life, one breast, blah, blah, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it was just like, bang. And then literally it was three weeks after I was told that diagnosis that the cancer or the, excuse me, that the chemo, my radiation, all those treatments had started. Yeah. So it wasn't a lot of time to process things. I, maybe that's the good part that there's, you know, they, your doctors, you, you get subscribed or not subscribed, but you get your oncology team and sure. you get, you know, and, and you go in and you talk to them and then it's just bang, bang, bang. It's okay. This is what we're doing this. Now I will say that I am no pun intended here, but I am a very anal person when it comes to <laughs> asking questions and wanting to know what's going on. Right. And as you should be, it's my body. I yes. want to know how am I going to react to things? What's, what's going to happen? What is my expected outcome? All these things. So I went in literally with two pages of questions Good. and asked at the doc and, and another, that's another thing to advocate. It just ask the questions. If they won't sit and take the time with you to answer your questions, like you need to find someone else because yes. that's their job. They need to right. be able to put you and your feelings at ease because your entire life is changing. Sure. Like, everything about you is changing. You'll never be the same. Right. right? So and, and you don't want to be just another number or another patient. No, no, I don't want to be. Yeah, because you have that stigma of being the cancer patient for however long that your treatment's taken that. And then after you're a survivor or you're a thriver, like there's always a title to you afterwards, right? Right, right. And it's, I don't really like, I mean, I love it that I'm here. I persevered. I, I came out of it on the other side, but it's, it's just. Yeah. I just don't like the titles that come along with it and, and how things, how things happen. So real, real quick, yeah, um, you said with the, with the list that you had, w- the list of questions, were they based on things that, you know, as you would think about them or, or wonder about them that you'd write them down or, you know, was it through research on the computer, you know, through the computer or a combination of both. How did you create the list of questions that you wanted to ask the oncologist? Well, first I will tell you, do not go to Dr. Google. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that many times. (laughs) It is like, you can literally go down a massive rabbit hole and you're up for like 72 hours straight, just Googling this, 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 because then you see another word and it's like, oh my God, what is that word? And oh my gosh, what is that? Like it just, 
it's so stressful to do that. But yes, I, some of the things I got from Google, some of the things were just, I would be walking about or I would be checking my bandages from my mastectomy or I would be doing something and it would just be like, oh my God, I think of this. Now there's this and then there's this. And then it's, you know, because there was questions for the mastectomy and then there was questions about the rectal treatment. So what happened was because of when they found the second cancer, I had already had my mastectomy and they sort of told me the cancer was gone, right? Mm -hmm because they did the surgery. Um, my cancer had spread already into my lymph nodes. So they had taken 17 lymph nodes as well. Wow. And four of those were, were also cancers. So what they did is they decided because I was so special. I had two oncology teams. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay. You uh, are special. So, so what they did is they decided to do the rectal treatments first. So the, the chemo and the radiation first. And then when I was all done with that, then they decided to do the breast cancer treatments. So it was a year long process um, and it ended up being 56 rounds of radiation total and nine rounds of chemo. Oh so, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Wow. So people don't think, so when you see me, you obviously see that I don't have any breasts and that's my decision. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my choice to stay flat. I didn't want to go through another, I, for, I didn't want to put foreign objects in my body. And second, I didn't want to have to go through a whole nother surgery, like, because that surgery is almost a year process. And they You're have talking to, about reconstruction. Surgery. I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. Reconstruction okay. surgery. And what they, the one that I was sort of considering was they would cut me from hip to hip. Okay. In my stomach. Yeah. From hip to hip. And then they take out my fat, which thinking of it now, it might've been a good thing, <laughs> but you know, but it's, and, and then they do all that. So then you have this massive scar from that. You have to heal from that. And then it's putting your fat back into you, which is, it's a whole process, but it turns out that sometimes your own body can reject your own fat. Oh my goodness. Monica's that sounds. Yeah. So I actually know a couple of people that have had that surgery and it didn't work for them. Then they had to have another surgery to have it. Like, it's like, it's a vicious you know cycle what? to each their own. And right. it, it's whatever anybody wants to do when you're in this situation, it's just, it's, it's like, here's the world. And ugh. you know what I mean? Like, it's just, right. It's, it's just sitting right on your shoulders and it's all the things to ask about all the things to, to figure out what, what, you're, what's going to happen. What's the rest of your life going to look like? Are you going to have the rest of your life? Are you going right. to, you know, please right. don't like I'm, I'm sitting here and I, I laugh and I joke about a lot of the things that, that have gone on in my life. Right. But if I, if I didn't have the humor and the gratitude, which we'll talk about later. But if I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be. Right. 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 And it's not lost on me of all the people that don't get this far in their, their journey, their journey. or their travels, yeah. or however you want to say it, it's not lost on me to that. And I get, sometimes I just get a little choked up because sometimes you sit and you think, 
why me? Right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Why me? Why not this person that's sitting in the wheelchair? They they're worse off than I am. Why can't it's different things like that. And then I kind of think, okay, well, why not me? I deserve mm-hmm. this. I don't mean to sound ungrateful or anything else, but I deserve this too, right? It's right. it's the mental aspect of things and how you see things and how you you go about your day. Is your cup half full or is it half empty? Is it, I've always been a cup half full kind of girl and it it's just the way that it is, you know? And I remember different things that would happen in my life and and I could I can hear my dad talking to me and it's suck it up princess you know like you got this <laughs> like, you know and it's just you know so it's it's just different things like that it's your attitude and it's your your mental well-being of how you're dealing and handling things that it's just if you can get to the positive side of things and and get like, please trust me on this. I know that life is not all sunshine, rainbows and and, and, and unicorns. I know that, mm-hmm. but it's just, if you can just see beyond that sometimes, like it just takes you to a whole nother space. I think I totally got off on a rant there, but anyway. <laughs> no, Hey, it's all good. And that's, that's what this is all about because you're, you're, you're sharing your journey and all of that is related to your passion and purpose. Uh, yeah. One of the things that, that I'd like you to to share that I know that you've shared with me because um, I know that why well, I should I should back up just a second uh, and and share with our audience um, how I even met you in the first place. I had uh, I had seen Tammy on uh, do a presentation on the week of kindness and gratitude, yeah. and um, the picture that she had put on there to talk about her session. Um, she is proudly bald in the picture, and she's going to be talking about. <laughs> you know, her, her journey with, with cancer in this. And so I watched this, this session that she was on and I thought, wow, this, this woman is, is quite the inspiration. And, and I, I was really pleased that I listened to her presentation. And then uh, I'm going to Austin to go to the speaker's retreat thing. And uh, we go to the airport because I've already been picked up. We go to the airport and this woman that gets in the van, I'm thinking, why does she look familiar? I know I've seen her somewhere before. And she sits in front of me in the van. And all of a sudden I realized it's that Tammy woman that had cancer. And right away, we just start having this conversation in the van going to that. And then it ends up when we get to the retreat, Tammy and I have been paired up to be roommates. And yeah. it's like, Hey, how about <laughs> that? And and, and I, I, at least for me, Tammy, it was like an instant connection with you. I think that I'm going to be so totally bonded. Yeah. And, and, uh, and from there, I mean, I've never looked back because you are a walking inspiration in all that you do. And it, it, you're, you don't even have to talk about your passion and purpose. You can see it on your face. Uh, the things that you do, the the interactions that I see you have with other people, it, it just, your passion and purpose, it exudes from you. And one of the very first stories that you shared with me um, was about the very first time that you took a shower after your mastectomy. Would you tell everybody what that experience was like? Yeah, I will. It was, um, it was kind of surreal. It was, you know, when you're having a nightmare and you, you wake up and you go, Oh my God, that was like, 
that was a crazy nightmare. Well, that's kind of what I thought, but my nightmare is reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just, I got in the shower and I would, you know, you're standing there with the shower and it's the, the hot water is coming over, over you. And, and I, and I'm thinking, so I had just gotten my bandages off all the, I was allowed to have, um, I still had some of my staples in, but, but I was allowed to take the bandages off and just have a, a shower, just a, a quick one to kind of clean things up. And then I had to rebandage and everything. Um, and I was standing there and I, I thought, this feels kind of good, but it feels kind of weird. Like I, I didn't, and I'm, the water's coming down and I'm realizing that it's hitting like the top of me up here and then it's hitting my stomach. And I'm like, and, and then I felt, and I'm like, there's, there's no feeling here. Like mm. there's no, I cannot feel the water on where my breast was. Uh. And it just, I broke down into tears and I literally sobbed in the shower because I thought, am I never gonna feel hot water on my chest again? Like mm -hmm. so many things that you, you take for granted every day that, you know, like yes. you just jump in the shower and you have your shower and you feel the hot water and you wash and everything's great, but it's not, it's not the case for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was a harsh hit. Like it was, it was almost like another punch to the gut. Like it just, sure. it, it was really hard to, to, it was another know, some, piece I'm of so, your new reality you were having to face. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't something. even part of your thinking. No. I mean, who, who would, who would think about something like that, that it would feel different or it would yeah. be a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it's crazy. And you, you don't, all the little things that you don't think about in like after cancer, um, and that's sort of where the gratitude comes in is that when I got out of the shower, it was like, okay, I am so grateful to still be here. Mm -hmm. I am grateful to have my other breast right now. Like all the little things that kind of came, you know, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I had the hot one running water, you know? Yes. Yes, but exactly. It's, it's just all the other little, like when you look, from within, I guess, is um, you have to find the gratitude, like, like mm -hmm. literally take a second stop and breathe and look from within, find the gratitude in all the little things that are around you. Sure. You know, like when the, when the chemo started, it was, I am so grateful that I didn't throw up today. You know, like <laughs> when the radiation started, it was like, okay, I'm thankful. This isn't so bad. I'm not going to fast forward to the end of the radiation, but it wasn't so great. <laughs> But it's all the little things that it's just, you know, it's, and it's right. not just surviving the cancer, it's surviving the treatments, it's surviving the toll that it's taken on our relationship. Sure. It's, you know, it's, it's all the different things, the scans, the scars, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And, and, and so, so that, that shower you just referred to, that was in 2020, is that correct? That was in 2021. So that's yeah. 2021. Okay. So fast forward to February of 2023, you're in Mexico 
And what was it that you did next? So you've gone from a shower <laughs> where you've had one breast, no feeling to just within two years, basically less than two years. What do you do this past February? Yeah. So uh, if I may, I'll just back up a little bit. So I've been, again, advocating for myself after living with one breast for a year, I, I guess I wanted in my mind, I wanted to eliminate the thought that it could come back in the second breast. Right. Sure. So I advocated with my doctor. I met with her four different times because she didn't want to take the second breast. Um, finally on the fourth visit, she agreed that she would. So I was very thankful about that. Um, and so January of 2023, I had my second and last mastectomy because there's no more parts to take. Um, <laughs> That's it, there ain't then, no more. Yeah, and then seven weeks later, I was on the beach in Mexico. Now we did have to go for a, a family wedding. That's the reason that we were there. Um, but I was very self-conscious. It was my scars hadn't fully healed yet. And it was hard to think of what you're going to look like to someone else. Like, because sure. I'm here with my boyfriend, I'm like, it's just us and there's no one else to see me. Right. right. And so being on a beach in Mexico or at a pool, it's like all these strangers and all these thoughts go through your head again. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I bought a couple of bathing suits that I thought were going to work and to help sort of hide the scars and everything and when I got into the pool I was a little I was really emotional when I got in the pool and I thought so I was swimming and my bathing suit top it wouldn't stay so when it was when I was in the water it wouldn't stay down and when I got out of the water it wouldn't stay up so it was like <laughs> no matter what I did I couldn't keep the scars hidden so and then I thought why am I why why am I hiding my scars? Mm -hmm. I fought a hell of a battle to get to where I am today. Yes. Why am I hiding these? So, and they always say that you're supposed to have a little bit of sunlight. You're supposed to let your scars heal, you know, vitamin uh -huh. D good for you. So there was a whole bunch of people. There was about four, there was a group of 14 people on the one side of the pool and um, they were sort of all sitting in their chairs talking and stuff. And I just thought I can't, I need to be comfortable for the next six days. I don't want to be sitting in my room in Mexico for six days, no sign. So I just pulled up my little girl panties and I went right over there. <laughs> and I just said, I literally just stood in front of them and I said, hi, I said, I'm Tammy. I said, I don't know you. You don't know me. I said, but I had breast cancer and rectal cancer, but that doesn't matter. I said, I've had breast cancer. I said, I don't have any breasts. I said, would you be offended if I was to just swim without my bathing suit top on so that I can get some sunlight on my scars and just feel good about being in a pool? You know, like I just wow. put it out there. Yep. And they, were, they all just kind of went like, it was like a hush. <laughs> You know, like, like, like oh no, what have I just done? Yeah. And then they just kind of went like this, you know, they just sort of went back and forth to each other. And then the one lady and well, she was just about on the end and she says, go for it. She goes, you deserve this. And they're all like, yeah, you know? And so I did, I went back over to my chair and I just 
took my bathing suit top off and I went in the pool. Wow. The feeling, the, the overwhelming freedom feeling. I, I can't even explain what it was, what it felt over me. Like I just, I got in the pool and I, I cried again. Like I just, they're always, most of the time they're happy tears. It's mm-hmm. just, it just felt so amazing. So the rest of the week, that's how I was. And you know how on the resorts, people come, people go, you know, so there yes. was always new people coming and, and I didn't, I did not care. I did not put my bathing suit top on the rest of the week. And I actually made friends with some people. And wow. to this right now, we are still friends on Facebook and it's, I, the, the extra support of, and the people that came up to me and said, oh, you are so brave. Thank you for doing this. Like, and I yeah. met other, other ladies that had, um, actually that they ended up having breast cancer or knew of, it's always someone who knows someone, or it was a family member or something. Nobody wants to start the conversation about no. it, but once you, once it's brought up or once it's in the open, it's someone, it, it hits every single person, you know, mm-hmm. someone it's been, you, you've, you've been affected with it by, you, you know, yourself, or it's, you know, someone of someone that's had it like, it's just, and it was so refreshing to hear that. And actually the one lady at the pool actually ended up taking her, she went long sleeves and, um, a, a shirt and she ended up taking your shirt off, it, you know, just a little she had a full bathing suit on, but she ended up doing it. She had had, she had had a lumpectomy, which is just taking oh the lump out instead of taking the whole breast out. And she felt even better doing that herself. And I thought, did I do that? Like, <laughs> you, you know, it's just, I just like, felt so warm inside that, you know, to be able to share my journey. So, yeah. Well, and, 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 and since once again, you were advocating for yourself. Yeah, because you knew this is what you needed, and 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 by doing that, it's part of your healing process. Yeah, you know, so good for you for advocating for yourself and 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 encouraging the rest of us to make sure that we do the same thing. Yeah, you know, um, uh, in the last episode, you know, talking with with Brenda Susie, and and one of the big things that I know that I have learned uh, through the past several months with her is that self-care and self-love is not selfish. No. And that's right. exactly what you were doing in this pool is that was your self-love and your self-care, yeah. you know? So good for you for once again, being an advocate for you and and what you did for all of those other people. Because it, once again, it's it's the ripple effect. You know, you've got that pond and you, you just toss that little pebble out there and, and look at now what, what that has done by you being brave enough to yeah. make that that move for yourself. I, I applaud you <laughs> once again for that. That, is, that is fabulous. <laughs> so, so through all of this journey that you've been on and, and not just the cancer journey, because as you mentioned earlier, you know, with the endometriosis and all of the other things that have gone on through your life, where through your discovery did you know that you had a passion for helping other people? Well, it's, I've always wanted to help other people. 
I've always, there was just always something, you know, when you're little and it's like, I want to help mom do this. And I want to, want to help. And it was always, I wanted to help others. And I had no idea what that looked like. I, I kind of went down a fitness journey a little, like a long time ago. And I thought, okay, I can help people do this, but it, it just, there's a lot of science to that. And it just, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it just, I helped myself and learned a lot about myself along that, that fitness journey, but I just, that wasn't what it was. And, and, you know, you just always have this thing in the back of your mind, like, I want to help people. I want to help others do whatever in it. And finally I saw a quote during part of my, my reading, I would read or do something. And I, I came across this quote and it was, um, never, never let a good disaster go to waste. Oh, and I thought, what? No, don't, I, sorry. I do not, I can't tell you who, who wrote that. I just, I just remember reading it along the way. And I thought, wow, like that's that it kind of hits home. And it's like, why am I sitting here? You know, some days I would feel sorry for myself. We're not going to go there, but Mm -hmm. because you just have those dark moments sometimes, but And then it was like, this is how I can help others. This is how I can be of service, if you will. Mm -hmm. Just from me going through what I've gone through, like the chemo, the chemo brain, people, it is real. Uh (laughs) I will say, you know, the radiation, the treatments, the scanxiety that people talk about. I thought, what the heck is that? It is real. It's so scanxiety from the look on your face. I I hadn't heard that term. Yeah. So scanxiety is, is a cancer term and it's, it it can actually probably be used for anything. But so when you know that you have to go for a scan, it's like your body's full of anxiety because it's, are they going to find something again? Okay. What's going to show on this scan, you know? So it's sure scanxiety is like a real term. Like it's, yeah. So Um, but it was just, it was that quote that sort of got me that I just, I want to help others get through their journey, you know, and like I said before, and go from, from being a cancer patient and have the quotations there to Mm -hmm. being you again and whatever that normal is for you. Like it's every single person's journey is different through this right through their journey and some people don't even like to call it a journey and and if I'm offending anybody sorry but that's I've called mine a journey because that's what it is a journey Mm -hmm. never really ends it's not just you know I'm not I'm traveling through my journey so exactly I just and that's sort of where the beautiful community was born because beautiful to me is like it's it's a celebration of life right? Like no matter where you are in your journey, you're beautiful in every moment. And it's, there's highs, there's lows, there's ups, there's down, but there's still a a bright future ahead of your diagnosis. And I want to be there to help you find it. I want to be the one to help you get through it. Right. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's where the beautiful came about. And Tammy spell spell that out how you how you you spell be- beautiful yes, because I am unique and I am different <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful is b e y o u t i f u l yeah and it's it, it, and it's perfect for you to yeah. 
to present it that way because of your life experiences that you've had. Yeah. And, and with that, as if the cancer journey that you've been on hasn't been enough of a challenge. Um, I know that there have, there have been other challenges in, in your life, just as we all have challenges throughout our life. Yeah. But, but knowing that we do have those challenges, what is it in you that has not, uh, you know, as you and I have talked about, you know, it's okay to have a pity party. Just don't be pitching a tent there and, and making it, a, 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 you know, a long stay. Have yeah. your pity party, you know, move and then move forward. So what, what has it inside of you? I mean, did it come from your, your parents or, or, or what is it, what is it that comes from you to, to know this is just another, you know, de- I, I, I've got to take a detour. How have you taken and made sure that you did not lose your passion and purpose when you've come up against a challenge? It's maybe it's ingrained in me from my parents too. I am a little stubborn. My mom would say, <laughs> maybe not right. just a little <laughs> right now as she's listening to this, she's going, yes, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I am. I'm very stubborn and I don't, again, I don't like being told what to do. I don't, I don't like it when they say, well, you know, you're going to feel this and you're going to be down and you're going to be, you're going to have all these symptoms and stuff. And I'm like, nope, no, I'm not, not me. Like, you're not Mm going to tell me that that's what I'm going to have. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but, or maybe I didn't have to it to the severity that they said I was going to have it, mm-hmm. but it just, I wasn't going to give up. Like, I'm not, I'm not a quitter. I'm a fighter. And yeah, it's, it's the perseverance. It's the, in all honesty, it's the want and the will to live. I want to see my son have babies and I want to be a grandparent and in 2023, I am celebrating a huge birthday. Yeah. And, you know, in, in 2021, when I was going through all this, I didn't know if I was going to see that birthday. Honest to God, there were, there were nights that I would go to bed and I would, I would try and keep myself awake because I didn't know if I was going to wake up the next morning. Mm. You know, the, the, all the hospital stays, the, all that kind of stuff. And it was funny. The one time I was in the hospital, I was in the hospital for four days because my um, immune system had dropped to 0.6 of, I mean, I had no, I mean, like there was nothing there. It was very, very serious. And so on the third day, I was finally feeling better. They finally figured out what was going on. And, and um, my boyfriend was able to slip so he wasn't even allowed to come in and see me actually for the first two days. And when I, when he was allowed to come in, he had to garb up and all that kind of stuff with gloves and um, gown and everything. And um, I asked him to bring some paper, like a pen and a paper with him. Mm-hmm. And I sat there in that hospital room and I wrote out the pros and the cons oh. of what had just happened, you know? And I thought that's kind of how, I see my life. It's a pro and it's a con. And it's, if you can always, if all you focus on are the cons, that's all you're going to get. Sure. Literally. 
Yes. And if you can focus on all the pros or find the positive in anything, and it can just be the smallest little nugget that you can find. And that nugget, it just, it can, it gets bigger and bigger, or there's more things, or there's more nuggets. And then next thing you know, you've got, I don't know, a gold bar. Like it's just, you know, you put all the the nuggets together and the next thing you know you've got this and you're celebrating this win or you're celebrating that win and it's I don't my journey has been still to this day I have ups and downs and I'm still being tested for different things and it's but it's I emerged victorious I'm Mm -hmm. sitting back in my chair when I say that I did I emerged victorious and I'm proving that um sometimes my words don't come to me, but it's proving that the human spirit can conquer any challenge. It's, it's up here is what it's your mind that gets you there. It's your, it's your thoughts. It's your, uh, please don't think that this was an easy journey. It was not by far. However, when I found myself in the, in the dark, or when I was going through something really nasty, uh, it was, okay, what can I focus on? Where can I find a little bit of laughter? If I Mm -hmm. just smile, that makes me feel better. Right. And it's just all these little tiny things that you can do for yourself to get you out of, to get you out of the darkness, to get you out of that situation of what you're in. And I guess for me, that's just, I don't even remember what question you asked me. (laughs) You're, you're, you are answering it perfectly because it's all about the challenges that you've had. And, and, you know, one of the challenges that I know that you shared with me a while back was, you know, because of, of your, your struggle with endometriosis and all of that. um, I don't remember now if you had said that you had been told or that you thought you would never be able to have children and you did indeed have a child. Did you not? Yes, I did. Yes. I was told from the age of 16 that I would never have children um, because of the endometriosis where it was, it was everywhere inside. And it's also hereditary. And my aunt also had it and she was never able to have children as well. However, she adopted two of the most amazing children. That's for a whole nother story. But anyway, yes, I was told I would never have children. And somehow I was conceived. He's my little, he's my little miracle man. He's, he's my little, and he's not so little anymore. Is he? He's not, he's <laughs> not, he's a, he's six one and he's a big boy. And he's, he's just, he is my teddy bear. He's just, I love him to pieces. Yeah. And every time, every time I've ever seen you talk about him, I mean, everything just glows and lights up about you. So, I mean, yeah. a, 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 another miracle in, in the making And then something else that you touched on was about, you know, in those dark moments uh, that you have had in your life that I I see as a very key component to rediscovering your passion and purpose is looking for that 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 happy thought. Because I know when I when I go out and I talk to people about living your best dash and and the acronym that I've created for dash is is daring to achieve a successful and happy life. 
One of the things that I tell people is I dare you when you wake up in the morning, you know, usually that's when, oh, I don't want to get up. I'm too tired. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to school, whatever the case may be. I dare people that when they go into the bathroom, look into the mirror and say, um, H-A-P-P-Y. And there is no way that you can say that and look at yourself in the mirror and not at least smile or just think how goofy, because because I know that when you do that, you have automatically flipped the switch in your brain that was negative before. And you, 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 you flip the the, the whole scene and then, then you can go out. So I'm sure in some respect, that's what you, sometimes you have to force yourself to do that. Isn't that correct? That is 100% correct. Yes. It isn't, it isn't always easy. It's not a cakewalk all the time. You, you know, first of all, you were successful because you got out of bed, you know, so, so why not, you know, try to take another step. So, so I, I, again, I applaud you for, you know, taking a very difficult journey, not just with cancer, but with all of the other things and yet still having the mindset, you know what, I can be grateful because there are people in the world that first of all, don't even have a hospital to go to or a doctor to even see or a That's roof right. over their head at night or a bed to sleep in. And, and I know that, um, you know, gratitude, I know for you, since I've known you over the past year, gratitude is one of the major keys in your life. And I know for myself last year, you know, I stopped setting New Year's resolutions because yeah. they, those were depressing me because when I didn't achieve it, I got all, all sad and upset, you know, <laughs> but but I heard somebody say, instead of setting a New Year's resolution, set a word of intention for the year. And so last year in 2022, my word of intention was gratitude. And, and, and so I, so one of the things that was really cool about meeting you and getting to know you over the last year is because through your journey and you sharing your journey with us, it just emphasized to me about looking for the smallest of things to be grateful for. I have shoes that I can put on my feet or even socks to wear. You know, I I can get a drink of water basically anytime I want. That is not the case for a lot of people around the world. No. So, so when you talk about, you know, just looking for those little nuggets, which can lead to a huge boulder of happiness, <laughs> it, it, you, you do have to look for it though. It's just not going to automatically happen, is it? No, no, it's not. No, you're, you're hundred percent correct. And going back to your word of gratitude, my word was blossom. Oh, I picked that word because, um, Actually, I I need to tell you something. So I've been doing where I put a little post-it note on my mirror. Mm -hmm. I also on my phone, the words are all the same. So every morning when my alarm goes off and whether I get up before the alarm, I let that alarm go off and it says today is a great day. That's what my alarm says. Oh, wow. On on the post-it note that's in the bathroom. I have two bathrooms here. Both bathrooms say today is a great day. Whether it happens or turns out that it, you know, by the end of the day, sometimes it's not a great day, but Mm -hmm. you know what, when you start your day that way, 99% of the time, your day is going to go that way. Right. Right. Instead of me laying in bed going, oh, 
I don't want to get out of bed. It's dark. It's rainy out. It's cloudy. It's minus 45 in the winter time here. Like because where is the bed? Because I don't think we've shared with the audience. Where are you from? No, I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in the wintertime, it is freaking cold here. So, you know, and sometimes you just don't want to get out of bed, but that's literally on, on my alarm. I, that's what it says. Today is a great day. And it's as soon as I wake up, like as soon as my eyes are open, it's, it's, that's the first thought it now my brain has been trained that that is the first thought that comes into my It's good morning. Today is a great day, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's how my brain has been trained now. And it's, like I said, whether it stays that course and goes kind of like up and it's a, it's a freaking amazing day or whether it kind of goes, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, yep. it's, it's, and then it's how you bring yourself back to that phrase. Today is a great day, you know, and it's, it's as simple as when you're driving, I have to drive, I do counseling and I self-help self-care. I, mm-hmm. I signed up for counseling and that, and, um, and it, that's also able to help me help other people as well, d- different things that I learn. But it's when I'm driving and I get cut off, it's like, I used to have road rage really bad. <laughs> My mother will attest to that for sure. But I did, I did. And now it's just like, okay, you know what? They need to get somewhere faster than I do. Or I just say, my patience brings me peace. Oh, you know what? Powerful. When I'm in the car and that patience brings peace so it's just they needed to get somewhere faster than I did and whatever you know right and so it's 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 little things like that that it just I don't know this whole journey has just been it's been a massive roller coaster like sure massive roller coaster and it's if you don't find the positive if you don't I know some people think, oh, this is all woo woo. And it's, you know, like it's crazy thought. It's not, it's really not because honestly, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't, if I wasn't thinking this way, if I just Mm -hmm. thought, okay, well, my life is over and I'm just going to give up now that they told me I have two cancers, not just one. I don't know if I'd still be here. So, but I am, and I'm still fighting every day. You know, because it is very easy to go to the dark place and stay there. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you have, you have to work at, at keeping yourself out of there. Yeah. There's sometimes when I just, so one of my coping mechanisms is I will set an alarm. I will give myself 15 minutes. If I'm really feeling like, oh, this is not, you know, like I'm in that moment, I will set the alarm. Sometimes it can be an hour. It, it all depends on how, and I will throw that pity party. I will cry. I will stomp my feet. I will be mad as I'll get out. And then it's like, okay, the alarm goes off. It's like, okay, let's wash that away, you know, and let's move on. That's awesome. Because, but, but sometimes you, sometimes you just have to like, yes, yes. you're not going to have a smile on your face throughout this whole journey. It's just, no not that's that's unrealistic yeah I mean it's 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 just like unrealistic to say oh I'm working on being stress-free that isn't a possibility yeah but what is possible is to learn ways to deal with it in a healthier form 
Exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's what you have to have to look for, you know, to say, yeah. oh no, I never have any bad days. That's a lie. You know, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't kid yourself. You know, that that's part of the yeah. human condition here. So, yeah. so we're, we're, we're definitely not saying, oh, you know, if you're living the right life, a life that's filled with passion and purpose, you never have a bad day. No, you do have a bad day, yeah. but it's, right. it's, it's going back to the passion and purpose that can help bring you out of those dark days. And which, which leads me to, so you created your, your company, um, beautiful beyond your diagnosis. What have you found to be the very best thing that has happened since creating your, your, your business? Oh, that's a tough one because there's been so many good things that have come out of it. And I think it's the people that you get to meet, you know, and, and the feeling of actually helping someone. Like it, it's the, it's the gratitude that they have towards you too, for let, I'll just give a quick example. Someone I was talking to last week and they were having a hard time getting through this thing. Okay. I'll just call it a thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And all I did was give two different coping mechanisms. So one was that one, what I just talked about, like set your alarm, you know, Mm -hmm. like just have it out with yourself, be mad at the world, you know? Right. And, and another one was a, was a breathing exercise. Now in, I have a journal, I custom designed a 90 page journal and oh. um, it's, it's on my website too, that you can get. Um, but it's in there are over 40 different me- coping mechanisms that you can. And I don't like to just say coping because you're not just coping through this, right? right. It's, they're nurture mechanisms, they're self-help mechanisms, they're, you know, all these different things that, that you can go to and check it out. Some, you know, some is just take up sewing, take up a different hobby, you know, go mm-hmm. for a swim, go for a walk, whatever. It's, it's hard for me to explain how sometimes that's not a possibility for someone. Like I wasn't allowed to be out in public at mm-hmm. all during mm-hmm. my chemo because of how my neutrophils went. So, which is your white blood cells, mine dropped so significantly that I was not allowed to be, there were, there was actually a two week period that my boyfriend couldn't come home because he had caught a cold wow. and so he had to go and stay with his parents. So like, it's different things like that, you know, but there's, you can read a book, you can have a bath, you can walk around circles in your apartment. You can dance, you can, get a hula hoop. I have a hula hoop and I just hula hoop some days because what, you know, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. So why not? Call a friend. Call a friend. Yeah. There's so many different things. Call a friend. Do do there's coloring, there's journaling. Journaling has helped me. I know some people out there going, Oh my God, she's talking about journaling. (laughs) Seriously. Like it's getting your thoughts out on a piece of paper, on a whatever. And you know what, if you want to burn it afterwards, wow, what a release. Let me tell you, you know, you put all your negative thoughts down there. I'm feeling like this today, or I'm feeling, and then you just, now people don't burn it inside, get a can or, (laughs) you know, or just rip it up or cut it up and shred it up into little pieces and stuff like that. But what a release, what a feeling it is to, to put all that crap on the paper and then just get rid of it. You know, like it's all these different things that you can do to, to help yourself. 
Well, in, in fact, when you when you just now mentioned that one, one of my my favorite lessons that I would do with my leadership students, and I know uh, environmentally, I know now that it was it, it wasn't a good thing to do, but this is way <laughs> before all of this came about. But yeah. I would have my students on a piece of paper, the things that were stressing them or worrying them the most, I would have yeah. them write it down on a piece of paper. And then uh, I would hand them a balloon. They'd go over to the helium uh, tank. They'd fill that balloon up and then we would put a ribbon on the end of it. And then we would go out behind where the classroom was. And I would talk to them about taking a moment to really think about the things they wrote down on that piece of paper, the things that they are worried about, or they are stressed about, or they are sad about, uh, what, whatever the case may be. And know that when they are ready, I wanted them to let go of that ribbon and to let that balloon go. And when they let that balloon go, watch it take off until they could not see it anymore. And when they could not see it anymore, they themselves physically, mentally, spiritually were to let it go. And that turned out to be one of my kids' favorite things to do mm. because of, of not just the symbolism, but it really did help them to know, okay, I, there, is, there are ways for me to let this go, or at least not, not let it feel so, such a heavy burden on me. Yeah. So what a great point for you to bring up. And that for our audience as well, you know, whether it is through journaling or I, I know there's some people now because of Zoom and you can record yourself or even on your phone, talk to yourself in your phone, record it. And then later on, listen to it and listen to how, how did you sound and what are the things that you want to do about it? There are many tools for us to use. Yeah. So great job with that. And I know some of the things that, you know, besides your journal that people can get, what else are you developing with, with your company? Oh, there's so many surprises. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Uh, there's actually the journal. Yes. And then, um, and in the journal too, if I may, just for a second, there, there is so many things in this journal, but it's, um, I put a page in there that tells you of the receipts that you should keep because oh. people don't think of what they can get back from their taxes when they, now Wherever you are in the world, you have to make sure and check with your tax person, you know, and, and make sure, sure that this is what you can do. But little things like your, your gas receipts, your mileage that you have to go back and forth to the hospital or to the cancer clinic, or yeah, most know, people would not think about that. Mm -mm. So there's, wow. there's all these little golden nuggets that are in this journal. Uh, but there's also tender talks with Tam. I have a tea thing. <laughs> Good. Uh, passion and, and purpose with Patty. I mean, that's, I, that's I get it. right. Yeah, I get it. Um, but the tenor talks with Tam are just the little their packages, um, one, three, five, and ten. You know, packages that you can buy, and it's an hour where you just get to. We can just talk, like, and you know what? It doesn't always have to be about cancer, like. Mm -hmm. You could have an autoimmune disease. You could just be having a really crappy day mm -hmm. and you just, there's no one around for you to talk to. There's, you know, your family's busy, your whatever's going on. And you just want someone to talk to. Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But I mean, I do obviously specialize with the, the cancer because there's like the, like the word scanxiety. When you say that to someone who hasn't been through cancer, they're like, what, what did you just say? What is that? You know, mm -hmm. and, and all a person has to do is say it. And 
the, the two people that are normally talking or when I'm discussing with someone, it, there's not even a question. It's like, you know, exactly what they're talking about and exactly what they're meaning. And then mm -hmm. it's also a way for me to help give you different coping mechanisms or nurturing mechanisms where you can, you know, if this is happening, it's like, whoa, why didn't I think of that? You know, like, here right. you go. Um, I also what? have cards that are coming. They're called nurture mail and different cards where, and again, not necessarily someone who's going through cancer. You can send it to someone who is having a bad day. You can send it to someone who was in an accident. You can send it to someone, whatever it is. And so stay tuned for those. Happy mail. Yes. Happy mail. Um, and there's, um, there's a little, um, I don't really know how to say it yet because I haven't finalized it, but it's a little package where the top five items that helped me when I was first diagnosed, like lip balm and mm. hand sanitizer, and I'm not going to say all the rest of them. It's but like a little care package. Yes, a little care package. And that's what I would like to come up with something like that. Um, I'm just in the, in the stages of getting that together. Uh, but there, there's so many different things. I'm also working on my own book. Yes. So when I was going through my treatments, because my family lives 3000 miles away from me, my mom, my son, everybody's not here. I mean, my boyfriend is here and some of his family, but it's not the same. Right. 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 And so I would have to call home after a doctor's appointment or an oncology appointment or a test or a scan or whatever. And there was eight different people that I had, like eight different phone calls I had to make. And that was so taxing. Yeah. It was so draining. So I came up with a way and I said, you know what? I'm just going to email everybody. I said, give, give me some of your email address. I'm just going to email you. So what happened over the course of a year is all the behind the scenes that mm. happened. Um, that, you know, different conversations that I had with my doctors and, and the oncology team and some events that happened that weren't very pretty, that weren't um, not, I never talked about on social media, right? Mm -hmm. And so all these behind the scenes things that I'm now sort of in the stages of gathering all those emails and putting them into a book where people can actually read and see what it's like sort of in behind the scenes, because you know, as well as I do, that what you see on social media is not 100% real. No. It's just, it's everybody's, what do they call that? It's everybody's, I don't know, my, my brain doesn't come up with words at times when I really need it to, but it's, it's, I don't hide anything, but I don't also talk about everything that's going right. on. Right. So right. just this week, um, I made a post about May 11th, 2021, uh, mm. that was my very first day of chemo. And it was really hard to, I really sat with myself a few days before that and really reflected on where this journey has taken me. And again, that, that um, never let a good disaster go to waste came up again, because mm -hmm. I've been able to take the, the gross parts and the, and the nasty parts and the hurtful parts of this journey and turn it into something good with the beautiful community, because being able to help someone else get through the hard parts and the dark parts, it, it's actually rewarding because you mm -hmm. know that 
you know, they have something to look forward to, or there's, which if I just may, I did a vision board. So I put all these pictures on this vision board of all the things that I wanted to have happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And that gave me perspective as well to fight, to not stay in my dark spots for a yep. long time or yep. my dark spaces or whatever, because, and doing that was really hard because what if, right? You always think, what sure. if? Yes. Well, what if not? Really? Why like, not think that way? Why not think that way? You know? Yes. And, and I look at that vision board all the time and I think, okay, you know, like I surpassed that I did this already, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a great feeling to be able to cross that off the list and be like, okay, you know, next year I get, I'm going to do another one. And it's, it's just the little things that keep you going on a day-to-day basis that dream it, believe it, achieve it. That's right. hundred percent. Well, and the other thing too, um, because I also, you know, follow your, your newsletters that you send out, which uh, I, I will be saying this, uh, you know, at the end of this episode, but get on Tammy's email list, go to her website, which will be in the bio, and I'll have her share that in a moment. But one of the cool things is that every week, Tammy, you, you send out a newsletter. And one of the newsletters that I found very uh, very profound was the fact that you you basically dedicated it to all the focus always seems through your cancer journey, especially the, the focus of everybody was on you, but the but nobody was thinking about your boyfriend, what he was having to go through when they would call you when they would call and he'd answer, they'd want to know how you were doing, not how he was doing. And that's another thing that I know that you you have made a, a conscientious effort to make sure that that through your teachings and coachings, and when you talk about your journey, that journey isn't just about you, but it's also about him and your son and your mom and, and all of the other people in your life, because they're also part of this journey with you and it's also affecting them. So if you could just talk briefly about how you do that to help the, the other people besides the, the patient or the person that, that has, you know, this diagnosis. Yeah. I call them in, in my mind, they're called the stand besides because Mm -hmm. they are the people that stand beside the person that has cancer. And so it's your friends, it's your family. It's, it's all your support system that, you know, and, and it's funny because some people come out of the woodwork that you have no idea they've got your back, you know, they're there for you. They're, they're sending Mm -hmm. messages, they're doing this. And then you have other ones that kind of disappear. And Mm -hmm. it's, that was hard to, to, to take sort of, because I thought that, I thought that person was going to be there for me. You know, you have this relationship with them and then you get diagnosed. And then all of a sudden it's like, they just keep going backwards, backwards, backwards. And next thing you know, they're not there. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's, and then all these other ones come out of the woodwork and we're, yeah, we're rallying behind you. You got this, you know, we're doing, and so it's, it's, yeah, I call them the stand besides because they are the ones that stand beside you. They are the ones that, that choose to be on this journey with you to continue this journey with you. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's not easy for them either. 
Right. You know, there were times when because I because I'm sure that because they feel helpless. It's like when my dad had cancer. That was the number one thing for me. I, you know, because he taught me to be a fix it person and being the oldest, you want to fix it for everybody and you cannot fix this. And it's a very helpless feeling. Yeah. Very helpless. Yep. And there is, I don't know that I ever posted it, but there's some pictures that I've taken when I was in the hospital because I've had many hospital, unexpected hospital visits. I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. And um, there's times when David would sit there and he would be on the chair and his, you know, his head is down and he's, sometimes he was sleeping because he had, you know, been called in the middle of the night or different things, or I'd go by ambulance and he'd have to come and, and, and he would, but he would be there always by my side, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's different things have affected our relationship and I will say intimately and that's hard for uh, you know you've got your normal routine your daily things that you're going along in life and everything's great and then all of a sudden wham you know and so yeah and and talking to him you know I would sit on the couch and I would ask him like how are you feeling Mm -hmm. how is your day going you know, and to try and take the focus off of me because it's, sure. and, and that's what it was all the time. You know, the doctor's call, it's me, it's family calls. It's, it's me, even his family sometime would call him. And, but the first thing they'd ask is, well, how's Tammy, right. you know? And it's, so it's, it's very difficult on your supporter, on your partner, on your, how, whomever it is. And especially if you have kids. Like, oh yeah, you know, if if you have, and young children, my son will be 26 this year. So he's an adult. He's, you know, he's got a great head on his shoulders. Um, but there were times when he had issues and with being 3000 miles apart, like I couldn't just hug him or he couldn't just come in and hug me and ask me how I was doing, you know, like, are you okay today? And different things like that. Some of the phone calls or the texts that he would send me. And it's like, are, are you sure you're okay? Like, do you want me to fly out there? You know? And well, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I would love you to, but you can't it, right. you go to an airport and then uh, you come and no, like that's right. <laughs> that, right. that couldn't even happen. Right? right. Like I, I physically could not see, I get it with COVID 2020. I get all that. You weren't allowed to go and see people, but in 2021, people were getting together and people were doing things. I was not because right. you didn't have an immune system. I, I no, I didn't have a choice, you know, in that matter. And so, however, I will say towards the end of 2020, I was 2021, I was able to go. So in between my treatments, so from the, the chemo from the rectal, and then I had to, and then the radiation, I had time to heal because let's just say that during the radiation in a very delicate area as it is, um, things happened. There was skin loss. There was, mm. I'm not even going to paint that lovely mental picture for you because <laughs> I had to go through it. Um, so yeah. So in between the time of healing and before the breast cancer, the, the chemo started for that, I had about an eight week window where I was, I was, quote unquote, healthy enough to be able to fly home and see them. I was, I was actually granted from my oncologist that time to go and see them. Um, but it was a very short stay and it was 
sanitizer masking in the airport mm. in the place. I had to be very careful. Um, but I needed to go home and see them because it it had been since 2019 since I had seen them. And wow. I just I couldn't go any longer without getting a hug. Oh, exactly. But and during that time that we were home, that's when we shaved my head. And it was a spur of the moment thing. I had already lost probably, I don't know, a third of my hair. I had bald spots and I just kept putting hats on so that I could cover it up. And I woke up the one morning and I said to my son, I, I, I said, will you help me do something? And he just kind of looks at me like, okay, mom, what do you, you know? I said, will you help me shave my head? Well, oh my God. I think between the two of us, the tears that came and it was <laughs> such an awesome moment. So we came home and I had my best friend and her daughter come and my dad was there and uh, my mom and my son, and that was it. And so we started, he, I put, I put what hair I had left into a ponytail and then he, he cut the ponytail off with scissors and then he got the first shave to shave my head. And Patty, it was just, oh man, it was just the most beautiful moment that, you know, to be able to share mm -hmm. with your family, to be with my family after what I had just gone through and then not. And knowing. you, you letting them be a part of that. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. I, I wish my boyfriend could have been there. He had to work, but it was just, it was the most empowering moment to to mm -hmm. cancer takes so much from you that it's I took this I did this I made right. the decision when my hair was coming off right and right. I just right. felt like yeah so then what we did is we had everybody take a turn at shaving my head and then my mom did the final you know and it was just it was amazing and I, mm -hmm. I just you know, my dad sitting there and, and watching and I could see the tears coming out of his eyes. And it was just, it was so powerful. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, yeah. And I get a little emotional because I lost my dad seven months yep. ago. And um, that's, that was very hard too. And it's, you know, it's, so it's the grieving of, of losing my dad. And then it was all the first, you know, Thanksgiving was right three days after you know, and then it was yep. their, my mom and dad's anniversary. And then it was Christmas and then it was new year's and, and my mom's birthday's in there. And then it was my second and last mastectomy. And then it, you know, so there's, it's a whole grieving process to this too. Sure. People don't understand that it's okay. Well, you, you've had surgery, you've lost this body part, or you, you know, you had to go through surgery for this, but you're grieving all yes. of that too, right? Yes. And yes. People don't, realize or people don't think about that part of it right mm -hmm. and so it's it's been a hell of a journey <laughs> well and and part of that journey um please share with everybody the wonderful gift that your son created for you oh man he just he makes my heart melt some days i tell you it he so he works in concrete during the day but then in on the side, he does custom woodworking. And so he took a, a live edge of wood, which is like, you know, a slab of wood and the edges are still on it. And then he carved out a cancer ribbon in it. And so in the middle of the ribbon, um, it's kind of like the little circle in there. He put the staples, he put half of my staples in the shape of a heart into that little hole. And the then staples from your mastectomy. 
staples from my mastectomy and my first one, because my second one, they used stitches. So yeah. And then what he did was um, he put epoxy in it. So he did like the epoxy and the wood and all mm -hmm. that. And then half of the ribbon is pink and half of the ribbon is blue because those are the colors of the two different cancers that I have. And he made that and he even put lights in the back of it so that I could light it up at night if I wanted to. Wow. It is the most precious piece I will ever own. It is, it, there's not even a price that you could put on that. It's oh, the, no. the, the heart that came in him making that. And it's just, he's done other things for me, but that piece is just the most precious piece. And in the, I actually don't have that on my website, but now I'm going to put that on there so that people can yes. see that. But it is in the back. It's in the book, in my chapter of live life and wow. And it's, it's a black and white picture that kind of shows that. It's that gorgeous. Picture. And it's just, I've, I've seen the color copy. You've shown that yes. to me and it is yes. absolutely gorgeous. It, and yeah. it is priceless. It's very it priceless. It is. Yeah. I have it on my wall. And then it's the picture of me and him on top of that, that, and it's, it's, it's something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Like it's, yeah. Yep. It, it, it's a, it's almost like an award you received from your son. Yeah. Yeah. The most valuable one. Yeah. Okay. So moving right along real quick here. What, what do you find to be, what do you believe is your superpower? Well, the ability to listen, mm. that's a hard one for people. Most of the time, or at least what I've found in the last few years is people want to listen to respond. They don't want to listen to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And I used to be called a sounding board <laughs> for people at work because they would come to me with all their problems and be like, okay, well, this is going on and this is going on. And and it's like, oh, yeah, well, okay, let's try and figure it out. Let's try and work through it to help you get to what or get past this problem or whatever it is. And I think, I think some days that that's what we're missing in a lot of this is that I'm, I'm talking to you, but you just want to go oh, blah, 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 just do this right. and everything's going to be fine. Right. right. But that's not how it works and the ability to actually listen and hear someone because sometimes people are talking to you and they're saying one thing but they're meaning something else sure and and maybe they just don't want to say those words maybe they can't say those words so when you when you talk back to them and i don't mean talk back to them rude i right. mean when you when you repeat what there's what what you've heard them say it can make a world of difference to others, right? Sure. And and I think that's part of where I can help when people are talking to me is that what you're actually saying is actually being heard. Mm -hmm. Like you have valid points, you have all these different things. And I guess one thing that I do that is a superpower to me yes. is I stand in the mirror with my hands on my hips and my feet a little bit apart and I do the superwoman pose ah. and it just, what a world of difference when you're having that crappy moment. And then you, <laughs> you know, you feel like you're really silly when you walk into the bathroom and you just stand there and you do this <laughs> and you, you put a smile on your face, even though you just don't want to. <laughs> and sometimes I think, oh my 
God, who is that? Like, what are you doing? You know, like the things go through your superwoman pose. Yeah. And, and then you just stand there and go, you're awesome. Like I got this, you know, and and everything changes within you. Right. And it's just, it's all these little things that I do (laughs) in the comfort of my own home that make me feel better. That brings me out that, that it helps me to help others. Right. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. That is a true superpower in many, many ways. Wow, that is that 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 got me a little misty eyed because I can <laughs> just I can just envision that though. I mean, and, and just the, the power that comes from that vision. I mean, that's that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, I would do that sometimes before I went to my chemo because chemo is not fun. It's mm-hmm. it's just not. And no matter how positive you talk to yourself, sometimes it just gets you. And it was mostly, it was the car rides home. That's when the nausea would start. And so I would do that before I would have my treatments. I would stand in my mirror before we had to leave. And I'd say, you got this. Like, (laughs) you you know, there's no puking today. There's no, (laughs) you know, sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't, but whatever it was just, it just got me. I don't yeah, well, that is so cool. That is, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. That that is priceless. <laughs> that is awesome. So so Tammy, what what? Uh, how would you say you are living your best dash? What does oh, that mean goodness. to you? Live your best dash. There are many different ways, um, but it's it's waking up every morning. First of all, first of all, it's not taking for granted what I have. And it's the gratitude. That's where I find living my best ashes. Because when you go down that negative, that's not living your best ne- that when you're in the negative in the dark and right. No. So um, the second thing is probably would be um, God, that's a good question. Um, helping myself in the self-love category that I never used to do before. Taking the baths, taking the walks, doing my nails. I was I just going to say don't, doing your nails. Yeah, I don't do them in the salon anymore. I do them at home with this company I'm partnered with. And it's an amazing product, no crappy stuff in it. But that's part of what got me through my journey was finding something that made me happy during the dark times and doing my nails was, I know it probably sounds silly to some of your listeners and that's okay because to each, you have to find what works for you. Right. But if right. I was a teenager, I was going to a salon and getting my nails done every three weeks, like, you know, and it was, and is that part of why I got cancer? You, you, when you go through something like this, oh. you sit back and think of all the things that you've done over the years. Sure. That it's okay. Did, was it this? Did did this cause it? it right. All this kind of stuff. And you know, and I just you, you have to stop at some point and go, okay, you know what? It is just it is what it is. There's a reason for everything. We'll figure it out. But right. having doing my own nails at home and and having the there's no phthalates and there's no formaldehyde and there's no this that you get with even the store-bought nail polish or going to a salon and having that, the smells and everything. Mm -hmm. Doing what's best for you can mean living your best dash, right? Yep. But also taking the trips and 
going above and beyond and, and just getting outside in nature. Literally, the, even the smallest things can be living your best, Ash. Yep. Spending time with family and friends, you know? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Not That's perfect. Now, I know through everything that you have said in this podcast is inspiring people and curious about wanting to talk with you. So people that are going to want to, and I know they're going to reach <laughs> out, where do they go? I know it's going to be in the bio for them to look at, but I'd also like you to share with everybody, how can they get in touch with you? It's again, because I'm unique, beautiful. So it's beautiful.health. So www.beyoutiful.health, H-E-A-L-T-H. That's where you can Excellent. find me. And from there, they can sign up for a, a chat with you. Is that correct? Yes. A chat. They can, you can check my social media. You can, um, yeah. What, sign up what for social media sites. sites are you on, Tammy? Share with everybody what social media sites you're on. I am on Instagram under Tammy.com. Raider seven three and um, Facebook Tammy Raider. Sometimes LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm just joining TikTok. Fifty years old and I'm joining TikTok. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and yeah, so just different ones. Um, it's mostly Instagram and Facebook that I'm always on, though. That's where mm -hmm. you'll find what's pretty much going on with me and how Wonderful. I'm feeling for the day. Excellent. Are there any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you want to share with our audience today? My favorite quote, and I even, it's my favorite, I even have it tattooed on my back, is in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity by Albert Einstein. And I never knew what that meant. I've always liked that quote since I was little or younger. And uh, about oh gosh, it's over 10 years ago now that I got that tattooed with my ladybug and my flip-flop because that's what I love as well. But it's just, no matter where you are, like find the rainbow, find the unicorn, find the whatever it is, take it and run with it. Find that opportunity that no matter what you're going through, there's light at the end of the tunnel. How long that light lasts is a question no one can ever answer. But during when the light is still on, make it the best that you can make it. Because if not, you know, yeah, I just I don't even want to think about the negative part of that. So in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity, and that has stuck with me forever and ever. And and then the same, um, what was that? Never let a never let a good disaster go to waste. Like, I love that one too. It's basically the same sort of just different words, but it's, right. that's, that's what I want you to take away from this is, is, you know, there's sadness and everything. There's, there's hatred, there's frustration in the world. There's all this kind of stuff, but I always say that I kind of live in my own little bubble and I'm just, <laughs> you know, I, I can smile. relate. Yep. I and just, smile, find gratitude and find something to laugh about every single day and you will have a glorious life. Wow. That my friends is power right there. And that's, that's taking your power and owning it in many, many ways. Excellent words yeah. of wisdoms to share with everybody. 
Tammy, thank you so very much for being my guest on this podcast. I mean, I knew beforehand we were going to have an excellent conversation, but this even this far exceeded every expectation that I have. I, I just thank you so much for being here. Uh, you 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 continue to inspire me, uh, and and you continue to remind me about being grateful and thankful for the things that we have and for the people that we also have in our life. You are one of those people that I am so grateful that uh, I know that God brings certain people in our life at certain seasons of our life. And I'll tell you this season that I'm having with you, it's been spectacular. (laughs) And we get to share so many things along this journey that it just makes it even more special. So thank you again, once again, my friend for being here with me today. Um, I'd also like to remind you to look in the bio and check out the Tammy site because you'll want to connect with her. I know after this wonderful conversation that we've had. Uh, so check out that information and go and, and, and have a tender talk with Tam. It's going to be a wonderful <laughs> thing, as you can tell from this conversation we've just been having. And uh, also remember to, to continue to be uh, rediscovering your passion and purpose to live your very best dash. You can see right now that that is exactly what Tammy does on a daily basis. So Tammy, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I so greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Well, <laughs> for all you listeners out there, remember to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to encourage your family and friends to also subscribe to it. And remember also, if you want to have a chat with me, go to my website, which is also in the bio. That's www.pathwayswithpatty.org and uh, sign up for a Zoom chat with me or make sure that I get your email address so you can receive my uh, my weekly newsletters, which were inspired by Tammy to do them. So thank you once again for another inspiration, Tammy, for that. But until we meet again, remember to continue to live your best dash, knowing that life's an adventure and everyone should be enjoying the journey because your life matters. Thank you so much for being here and God bless you all.